This is Horsepower Happenings. Every once in a while, you get to the racetrack, and that pesky little bug crawls up and bites you, and you go, man, I ought to dust off my driver's seat. No, I'll I'll never go back. uh, I'll never go back to full-time racing. I'm too old. I mean, there's there's some guys older than me still doing it. God bless them. Distinguished news, industry insight, and exclusive interviews. We wrapped it up at the end of last year. I will tell you this. We are going to run. You're the first person that's actually been told this officially. With Zach Heiser. Here comes Jared Horstman to the inside. He's got Max Stambaugh picked off. He's around Chase Ryan now. Jared Horstman up to third down the back straightaway. And Rich France. The number 11 Hilliker machine does have a flat right front tire, uh, some body damage. He may be able to come down into the hot pit and uh, replace his tire and get back out. Michigan Short Track Racing Authority. This is Travis Stemler. Joe Mustard, driver of the Hills Racing 47. This is Barry Marlowe. This is 14-time ARCA champion Ron Allen. This is three-time dirt car UMP national champion Rusty Schlink. And this is Horsepower Happenings. Good evening, race fans. Welcome in to Horsepower Happenings on a chilly Monday evening in and around the greater Michigan area. A lot going on, uh, including a big weekend of racing down in Winchester, Indiana. Indiana was the place to be this weekend for racing, actually, uh, between there and Kokomo. We're going to talk about it. Two great guests lined up for this evening as well. But first, let's talk about what's happening in a Motor City Minute. Newsflash, Kyle Larson won again in the NASCAR Cup Series. Make it number eight on the 2021 campaign. This time, Texas Motor Speedway, the home. Larson came from the pole. He now finds himself in the championship four for the Cup Series playoffs for the first time in his career, if you can believe that. Uh, Keep an eye on that five car. Kyle Busch Motorsports announced that driver John Hunter Nemechek will return to the team in 2022. He'll again be a part of their NASCAR Camping World Truck Series campaign. He leads the series, by the way, with five wins this year and goes into the final round or the final race of the round of eight, 36 points above the cut line. So look for John Hunter to try to go to a playoff push. Tyler Rory grabbed another open wheel win Saturday night at Anderson Speedway. This time he worked his way through the field to win the sixth running at the Tony Elliott Classic. He held off Kyle O'Gara and Bobby Santos for the win. And how about RTJ? Ricky Thornton Jr. snuck past Brandon Overton on lap 83 to claim the Dirt Track World Championship at Portsmouth Speedway, or I'm sorry, Portsmouth Raceway Park with Luke Soil Late Model Dirt Series. The win gives Thornton $100,000, his richest win to date, and it puts a cap on his first full-time season with the Dirt Series. Overton held on for second while Jonathan Davenport rounded out the podium. Those things and so much more happening tonight on Horsepower Happenings. Good evening. Welcome in. I'm Zach Heiser. Rich France joins me from across the way. Good evening, sir. How are you, Zach? I had a great, long, exhausting weekend down at Winchester, but I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. Yeah, I got to say thanks for uh, stepping up to the plate there and taking care of some business for us down there. And it was a lot of fun to go down on Sunday and take in the Winchester 400. We'll talk about it, but nice job by you this weekend. Way to go, my friend. Thank you. And um, you got a story here. How about a little bit north? of winchester they had some racing going on can i tell you this when i was on my way to the winchester 400 i passed rusty schlank's hauler on the highway and i thought what am i doing where where am i going the kokomo clash the 15th annual kokomo clash is going on right now and i'm headed to winchester you want to talk about torn i should have done what photographer uh, uh jim denhammer did he clicked a picture of sammy smith in victory lane and then was gone he went to kokomo to catch features on sunday but it was the 15th annual kokomo clash this weekend at indiana's baddest bullring due to poor weather on friday the weekend's events were all pushed back one night meaning that saturday night became open wheel night featuring 305 sprint cars midgets and 410 non-wing sprints the 305s were the first on the card for the night it was justin peck who put together a near perfect performance he was fastest during hot lap qualifying before he went on to win his heat race then in the 25 lap main event he went on a tear beating justin clark and bradley gildridge uh, by over two seconds for the win in midgets it was abby holenbean or holbean i mean uh who came across the line victorious after 25 laps went across the line seven tenths of a second ahead of travis berryhill and jack routson 
Finally, the non-wing cars took to the speedway. C.J. Leary held the top time for sprint cars after qualifying. He would go on to win his heat race. Leary had his work cut out for him, though, in the feature in front of the field with Clinton Boyles leading the first nine rotations. However, the field was slowed quickly when Justin Grant clipped an infield tractor tire in turn one. He flipped wildly in uh, the second turn. He would be okay. That was the first of several slowdowns during the event. Boyles held his lead over Leary until the exit of turn two when Leary sized him up going into turn three with 16 laps to go. Leary found the front of the field coming off turn four and uh, he wouldn't look back. Leary ended up beating uh, Jaden Rogers across the line. Boyles finished in third and a driver of note. I want to give a shout out to Keith Sheffer Jr. He came from the 13th starting spot and finished sixth. Could have had fifth but he made a mistake coming out of turn four and ended up sixth. So nice job to uh, Junior. Then on Sunday, the Fendered Warriors took over Kokomo Speedway. The Dirt Car UMP Modifieds had a dramatic finish to their race, which saw Jordan Weaver edge out Nick Allen by just 29 one-hundredths of a second for the win. Talk about a photo finish. Also notably from uh, drivers we see in our area, Bobby Stremme brought his number 53 home fourth. Dylan Woodling sixth. How about Corey Bevar ninth? And Kevin Reeve rounded out the top 10. And Reeve, by the way, won the B main to transfer into the event and then drove up to 10th. So nice job. Another good battle was witnessed in the Dirt Car UMP late model feature. Martinsville, Indiana, Steve Peden held off Rusty Schlank to grab the win at the end of 25 laps. And a number of horsepower happenings region drivers were in the field, including Chad White, who finished third. David Hilliker finished sixth. Justin White was eighth. Derek Hilliker, ninth. And Ryan Lanfeard rounded out the top ten in late models. And Michigan well represented in Kokomo this year because congratulations also go out to Thunder Car feature winner Mike Vandermark Jr. and Street Stock feature winner Tim Wilbur. So nice way to represent to the Michigan region guys this weekend down in Kokomo. Well, you know, Zach, like I said, I had a great time and a long weekend down at Winchester Speedway for the 50th running of the Winchester 400. Uh, Mother Nature wasn't playing nice on Friday, so I thought I was at a dirt track where they were trying to water everything down. Um, it got pretty bad. So, uh, you know, we kind of had to, they weren't playing nice on Friday, so we had to kind of delay the Winchester 75, the championship event for the Jeg CRA All-Stars Tour was moved to Saturday. Uh, it was a tough afternoon for the chase contenders all of them were involved in on-track incidents this allowed for some unsuspecting drivers act to battle for the race win billy van meter ryan luza and jack smith would all take turns uh at the front of the field but in the end it was john beach working his way to the point late and grabbing his first tour victory and first ever win at winchester beach would work his way from his 16th starting position to take the victory Regular season champion Cody Coughlin was involved in a couple of on-track incidents uh, through all that. And after a couple of trips down pit road, Coughlin was able to fight back and grab the 2021 JEG CRA All-Stars Tour Championship. Well, Zach, I've, I kind of like it when when somebody that you don't expect at the drop of the green flag is going to win an event. And uh, this guy, I think, falls in that category. I think he'll admit that. Uh, had an excellent uh, afternoon on Saturday. Uh, picking up the win in the Winchester 75. John Beach, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Hey, man, I appreciate you guys having me on tonight. This is uh, going to be fun, and it was a heck of a weekend, that's for sure. Yeah, t now tell me, 16th to 1st, I don't think that was the plan when you arrived at Winchester, but at what point of that event did you think, man, we got a shot at this thing? I'm not going to lie to you. To be honest with you, it was the plan. Um, we kind of went into this weekend with a game plan, and it's not often that they uh, you're able to execute them like this, but this was this was our plan from the beginning. So after Friday night, they reduced the event to 75 laps. Um, you, you know where you're going to start. Uh, was was that that wasn't a concern for you at all by having 25 le less laps to work your way to the front? That that it was. Um, I mean, we kind of went into went into the race knowing that we were going to have some competition cautions and we were going to want to save some tires and stuff. Um, so we did have a little bit of worry going into it and not having that second caution to tighten the field up. Um, so we, we actually got really fortunate that uh, we didn't go a lap down in that 50 lap run because 240 lap runs were going to be way easier to stay on the lead lap. 
Rich mentioned it to open the interview. You know, John, I, I think that you're kind of the sleeping bear here of this field and of this event. Um, you, you know, that 1S is at a lot of events. It's consistent at a lot of events. Uh, but we're, we're not used to seeing it in victory lane. Does that, I mean, does that help you quietly work through the field just to not be on anybody's radar? Yeah. Um, I mean, I had a couple conversations today and, you know, a lot of people are like, man, I, I didn't think you were going to be there at the end. And, and then before you know it, you're in the lead. Um, I mean, I told him the same thing. I mean, not having, not being on the radar, people not looking at my lap times and not knowing, you know, whether I was lapped down or not. Um, I mean, there's guys that thought I was a lap down and was just trying to get a lap back. And, and that kind of worked into my favor that they didn't really pressure me real hard and stuff. So. There were some accidents in this race, uh, a typical pro late model fashion that, that took some guys out. Do you still feel like you had a car that was capable of winning uh, if we don't see a couple of guys get removed? Yeah, with that with that big pile up there um, on the restart lap 50, I, I feel like we probably had a top three car, but that took out uh, a couple of really strong Van Dorn cars that were going to be really tough to beat, um, really tough to pass and stuff, so realistically i think we had a top three car i don't know if we had a a winning car at that point but that definitely made uh things uh change for sure and really the guys that were in the chase all had problems every one of them which was which was very rare and um you know cody actually had had a couple of problems um that had to be a help for you as well yeah yeah like i said i mean those guys they had some different things on their mind of battling for championships. And um, from what I hear, I mean, I, I just kind of watched some replays and, and they ran them themselves really hard for to try winning championships and not necessarily even clean at, at that point. But I was fortunate enough to be ahead of some of it. And uh, I was fortunate enough to be further far enough behind some of it to miss it. So um, it, it's kind of worked all out and, and we're just happy to be in victory lane. That was for sure. Talk to me about those last handful of laps. Um, you know, Jack Smith was up there, up, up there in the front. And y- if you were going to win that race, you had to make passes on the bottom, which is very rarely done to win a race at Winchester. And you made it happen. Yeah, those guys were running really hard. Um, I I was able to save my tires the first fifty laps, which. Um, you know, they, they said they picked up some vibrations and stuff, maybe some tires coming apart or something. Um, and, and I was able to run, you know, laps early in the race that were might, maybe three-tenths off of what they were running. Um, but I was able to have a little bit more tire left at the end. And, yeah, like you said, Winchester, tough to pass on the bottom. Uh, Jack um, Smith there was trying really hard on the nine car, and uh, he slipped up just a little bit once out of four, and I was able to get a, a fender on him. And, and from there, I I never lifted out of the gas uh, and just tried getting as far up on him and, and completing that one pass because I knew if, if he got the lead, I, I didn't know if I was ever going to get back by him. So I took advantage of, of the opportunity. I think it was about two laps to go. You're in third, and you make a dive to the inside of that Platinum Racing number 26, and he tries to throw the block. You guys make some contact going into one. Were you concerned at all at that point if uh, your Hoosier Racing tires are going to hold on for the last two laps? It was pretty hard contact. Yeah, we uh, a lot of it was just kind of smoke and mirrors. Um, you know, I ended up getting getting into his left rear just a little bit, just hard racing. Me and Jack talked right after. You know, he was in the same boat. He was like, I, I did the exact same thing at the exact same time. He just kind of beat me to it. Uh, I didn't have a whole lot of worry as far as tires holding up at that point. You're just, I, I'm in, you know, survival mode and I'm running for my life trying to, trying to get this win. So that, it really didn't cross my mind. I was more thinking of retaliation and, and him trying to get back to me to get the win himself. So I think the part that surprised me the most uh, was, so you get there and as Rich said, now you got to figure out how you're going to pass these guys. And a lot of times when we see guys try to pass on the inside, they pick up a push, they got to roll out of the throttle, they, they don't set the car up very well for the corner. Man, you diamonds one and two, just absolutely perfect. You got such a strong run coming off the corner. It was unbelievable. Usually we see the outside line get the big run down the front stretch, but you were able to do it with the inside line. I mean, what was so different about your race car that it worked so well down there? Some of it was I, I broke his momentum a little bit so that 
that kind of played into my favor of being able to get the drive as far as under him go. But um, we, we realistically worked on, you know, our race run, our race gear, and kind of focused on that. I wasn't, this is my first late mile race since 2019. Um, my first time ever um, running this car. It was a brand new Van Dorn racing car. Um, I had some really good help behind me with those guys, Johnny and Butch, as you know, you've, you've interviewed these guys, you've seen all these cars in victory lane. I mean, their customer support and, and everything that we supply to customers is what wins this race. I mean, it's all of the, the tech that goes behind it. It's all the preparation they give you. And, you know, we're just, I'm happy to be able to hold Chris Munson's steering wheel in this race car. Has got to, it's got to be feel really good with the stable of race cars that you guys put out there at Van Dorn Racing Development, and you're the one that gets to have a little giddy up in your step at the shop on Monday morning. It was, uh, you know, it was unfortunate for those guys. Um, you know, Butch was working with um, Eddie Van Meer that led the dominated the first 50 laps, um, and then you know you had Andrew Scheid that was uh, battling for the championship there, and, and also got into that wreck on lap 50, but. I mean, they bring really good pieces to the track every weekend to every different track, and I was fortunate enough to be behind the wheel of one of them this weekend. Now, this was supposed to be a, a really long weekend for that one car, and it ended up being that. Uh, you, you race in that 75 laps for the for the Jags Tour, and then you guys uh, turned some laps in the, the Winchester 400. You ended up – why didn't you get to keep the seat for Sunday, man? I figure if you win on Saturday, you for sure get to keep the seat for Sunday's race, uh, but not the case. You know, Chris, Chris Munson, car owner, um, he – he allowed me to fill a dream I've been working for many, many years at. Um, you know, we, we had to talk after that deal. He wanted to, to be able to turn some laps again, and I was more than glad to, to let him get back in his own seat. Um, so we got the car converted over for him to drive it. Obviously, um, our sizes are a little bit different, so <laughs> I already had a, a game plan. Um, if something like this was to, to happen, if we were going to get him in the car for Saturday, you know, if this race raced on Friday night, um, and you know, with that day, with Friday getting rained out, that kind of changed our plans too, of, of what was all going to happen and it was all in the air. So, well, you got to be just, uh, I mean, what is the emotion like now? Uh, you're a Jeg Seori all-stars tour feature winner. You're a pro late model feature winner. You're a Winchester speedway feature winner as part of Winchester 400 weekend. Are these emotions, are these realities for you yet? Uh, I mean, do you, do you understand what all has, has taken place? What's it feel like? You know, it's it's slowly sinking in. I'm I'm sitting here at the table uh, in the race car shop, looking at one of the trophies. Um, it, it truly hasn't fully sunk in yet, but it it was it was truly an honor for everybody that reached out to me and congratulated me. Um, you know, this is just a small team. It's it's normally just me working on these cars. Um, you know, like I said, Van Dorn Racing built the chassis and um, supplied me with a roller and everything, and I. I took it from there with the, all of our notes we supply with to customers and everything. And um, it, it's truly, uh, it truly hasn't sank in yet, but it will here in the next few days. John, you had run, you had raced quite a bit. I mean, any, anytime there was a, a template race week, you know, anywhere in, the, in this area, you would be there. Um, and then you kind of stepped away part-time. Did that make it harder? And I guess, is that more difficult when you show up to a big event like this? Yeah, um, I spent Thursday practice, open practice there at Winchester, just trying to get comfortable. Um, like I said, this is my first late mile race since um, 2019. Uh, so I took all of last year off, didn't run any late models. I took all of this year off and didn't run any late models, um, focusing on, um, you know, kind of my transition to moving and working at Van Dorn Racing. Uh, and then also kind of building my own race car shop and everything like that uh, to do my own stuff at night. So it, it truly was difficult. I mean, just getting the feel back and and getting to know what I wanted in the car and how I wanted it to feel. Uh, and that's that's kind of why we we're we we're under the radar. I mean, I was focused on what I wanted it to feel like in the race, not blistering the light, lap off and qualifying. So now what does, uh, I guess it's, it's got to be something. There's got to be something in your mind. What's this uh, going to do for John Beach in 2022? 
Um, plans are open. I mean, I, I would love to get behind the wheel of another Van Dorn car. Um, you know, if anybody's out there that, that has an open seat, uh, we're definitely, I'm, I'm open to talking and, and seeing what we can do. Um, right now our plan is, you know, Chris Munson will be back in this car all of next year, possibly in the, the JEG series. Um, right now we also had some talks today. Uh, if we can find maybe some sponsorship of me being behind the wheel in Nashville here in two weeks. So that's the immediate goal is Nashville if we can find some funding. And then next year, um, you know, things are open. We're, we're not 100% sure what's going to happen for next year yet. Well, let's talk about funding because, uh, you know, we saw the post. You, you gave a shout out there after the race. Who is it that was on the side of that one car that made it possible for you to do what you did? You know, to start, my parents, uh, they obviously got this deal rolling for me from the get-go. Uh, so I can't take them enough. And, you know, they came down and supported me again this weekend. Um, my girlfriend, she helped me uh, get the trailer ready and get everything ready for the weekend. And then after that, it's Chris Munson putting the bill of building this brand new car to prep for 2022 for himself. Um, then from there, Chris Stern, Scott, Dan, Nick Bone, Dylan Stovall helped me in the pits all weekend long. And then I had a couple of people come on, uh, help me with the tire bill and stuff for this weekend, which would be uh, finish line, seamless gutters, um, true performance extreme indoor kart racing and then uh van dorn racing development with all the knowledge there and then uh even had to reach out to our buddy here at the show um buddy head from hp graphics to um knock out some decals real quick for me on the way to the track so john i think you call up the parents and you say hey how'd you like to go to nashville i got a deal for you (laughs) (laughs) they uh they'll do anything that it's ever taken for me to race i mean Obviously, I started uh, Auto City, Dixie, Owasso, stuff like that in the Flint area. Um, and they gave my dad gave up his race car to allow me to start racing. So um, he, he, they did anything and everything that's ever took to, to keep me racing just because they love this deal also. Well, John, man, congratulations uh, on a big win over the weekend. Uh, it was exciting. I'm excited now to see what else is going on for you. It only takes one win. And uh, you know what? A win is a win, and things went your way, and you guys played it all outright. Uh, I don't think anybody can take anything away from what you guys did over the weekend. So, nice work. Hopefully, we see you in Nashville, and, and I'm, I'm, with, I'm with Rich here. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens for you in 2022. I appreciate it, guys, and I, I appreciate you having me on tonight. And um, You know, I can't thank everybody that helped me this weekend and allowed me to, you know, fulfill a dream because um, it, it truly was a dream come true. John Beach, winner of the uh, Winchester 100 Saturday at Winchester Speedway. Congratulations once again. And, Zach, three other events were contested on Saturday as well. Uh, Jason Atkinson would not only pick up the win in the Van Hoy Oil CRA Street Stock Championship event, but he would secure the championship as as well. And Chris Shannon grabbed the win in the Vores Welding CRA Sportsman feature with Billy Hudson taking home season championship honors. And finally on Saturday... Uh, big news here, Zach. Uh, Kyle Purvis picked up his sixth win at Winchester and notched the win in the run for the Gun 50 for the Midwest Modifieds Tour. Danny Jackson would ram up the, wrap up the season championship. Did anybody see that coming? I mean, did, did anybody spy that happening in the Modified race? Um, <laughs> yeah, everybody but the guys he passed in the last 10 laps. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, exactly. Hey, uh, real quick, Rich, I want to take a quick time out between our Winchester coverage to uh, make a real quick call to action for our racing community. Last week, Berlin Raceway sportsman champion Ryan Holtzlander became a victim of a crime we hope to never see in our sport. Ryan's enclosed trailer, tools, and championship winning race car were stolen from his property in Grant, Michigan. That's just northwest of Muskegon. Now, according to a post from Ryan's wife, Jessica, the trailer was recovered late last week. However, all of their tools and the race car remain missing. So at this point, it could be anywhere in our listening area. If you have any information on the whereabouts of the race car or the contents of the trailer, contact your local authorities or you can reach out to the Holslander family on Facebook. And Rich, we all talk big and bad when we hear about something happening to one of our own. Let the professionals handle it. Contact your authorities or reach out to the Holslander family if you see or hear of anything. And hate that for those guys. Uh, we all work so hard to have our equipment and gather it all up and get a good collection of tools and parts and just have somebody take off with it. Not cool. Really sucks. 
and you, you know, Zach, we've heard about, I, we've heard stories about this, um, you know, throughout the Midwest, throughout the summer. And I, I just don't get it. I mean, um, you know, the, the people that are taking, they're not racers for right. sure yeah. because they're not going to show up at a racetrack because it will take about 30 seconds <laughs> to peg that race car. Okay. <laughs> when, when he rolls in somewhere. Uh-huh. So, so I don't, I don't know. It's just disappointing. Uh, but, but really, um, hope everything works out well for the Holtzlander family and they get to get everything back because I think the trailer was probably um, the least, I think, I think they really wanted that race car back, uh, but they, they got the trailer back. So let's get everybody that listens to horsepower happenings, keep an eye out for this thing and let's get them the rest of their equipment back. Absolutely. Yeah. Hopefully uh, again, to echo rich Holtzlanders, we're hoping for you. Uh, Good luck. And again, hopefully something turns up rich. How about the rest of the Winchester 400 weekend though? Well, Zach, then it was on to Sunday, uh, and the Winchester 400 fast qualifier Corey Heim would lead the field to green and stretch out a nice early lead, but Chandler Smith was the driver who was on the move early, working his way past Heim, but that itself would be short-lived as Smith's 26 machine would come to a stop on the front stretch with no power on lap 67. He would spend 13 laps on pit road with his chance for the win effectively done. Uh, a big moment in the race occurred in turns one and two on lap 74, Zach. Uh, the 71 of Carson Hosevar, the 83 of J.P. Crabtree, and the 96 of Josh Ebert got together in a spectacular crash with Crabtree rolling on his lid down the hill. Uh, Hosevar would also be done for the day. Now, Zach, uh, my vision was blocked. I was down on pit road. You were up in the flat, in the spotter stand. What did you see? You know, I caught it about half a second later than I would like to have to make a professional opinion on what happened. But what it looked like was that there was some contact between uh, Ebert and Hosevar. But as it was noted in the MAV TV broadcast, Hosevar had been fighting a very loose race car all through that first part of that race, so much so that he was backing off through the field. I mean, he had fallen outside of the top 10 and was continuing to just drop back. That car was a handful. Uh, he said in his interview that he thought he got hit in the left rear. I think it's possible that that may have happened um, from what I saw. It looked like he may have got some help, but it was right at that point where you're going into the corner and the cars get light. Uh, so, I mean, it's possible. I don't know for sure is my answer. I don't know for sure. I caught it just a split second too late. Well, the bright side, J.P. Crabtree walked away from that automobile, which was a great thing. Uh, safety crew down there put the fire out really quick. So uh, glad everything's glad J.P. is okay. Yeah, and I do want to uh, mention too, by the way, just because some people don't get it, uh, these guys are going so fast around there. You think, well, these those cars had been wrecking for a long time before J.P. came in there. Not really. Uh, those cars were still sitting at the top of the racetrack and were not done wrecking and JP hit the brakes. He kicked that car sideways, and it's just, it, it was a perfect storm. He caught the left rear of uh, of the uh, 96 car, and it sent him over. Uh, the, it's just that simple. You're on the high banks there, so uh, glad that JP was good as well, as you mentioned. Yep. Well, they got that all cleaned up, Zach, and on the restart, Sammy Smith would stake his claim to the race lead uh, with Jake Garcia and Caden Lapsovich in tow. Uh, the caution would fly again on lap 98 with Dalton Armstrong and regular season champion Hunter Jack coming together. Uh, Both would be able to continue, though. On lap 105, 2019 Winchester 400 champion Stephen Nassi would put his 51 machine out front, but the caution would once again fly on lap 111 uh, for oil on the speedway, and the oil was determined to be coming from two-time 2021 crown jewel winner Kyle Crump. Crump would uh, be done for the day with a cracked oil pan, Zach. Uh, on lap 145, Sammy Smith would make his way back to the front uh, with Nassi fading and eventually going three laps down due to tire issues. Uh, everything would remain relatively quiet for a, couple, for a couple of the competition cautions, with Smith continuing to run out front. Uh, following a restart on lap 241, Nassi would solve his tire issue and drive around Smith to get one of his three laps back all on his own. On lap 293, Hunter Jack would put his... Uh, 41 machine out front as well but even that was short-lived as jack headed to pit road on lap 310 with a broken lower control arm with championship contender cody coughlin already out of the event jack's crew went to work replacing the control arm 
and getting him back out in the final 100 laps. Lapsovich and Heim would park their machines for the day. Zach then came the final 20 laps. Nessie had worked his way to second after getting his all, all of three of his laps back and trying to work around the 26 of Jack Smith. When Nassie would go around off turn more turn four, barely clipping the retaining wall. Uh, following the restart, Smith would maintain the race lead with the white flag in the air. Jack and Sammy would come together down the backstretch, battling for the win. Uh, while Sammy made his way down the front stretch, Jack would be sitting in turn three with a wrecked race car. Zach, you also had a better view of this one than I did. I saw them coming off a of turn two. And then I lost sight of it. Yeah, and between you and I, we put a full story together because I was uh, also caught that one late. Uh, I kind of lost them over there in turn two for a moment. And when I saw him coming down the backstretch, Rich, it looked like Sammy really was trying to let Jack gather that car back up. I, I really thought that Sammy did a nice job giving Jack room. It just looked like Jack was... He needed all of the backstretch to get that race car back underneath of him. And finally... They reach the bottom of the racetrack. There's nothing left down there except grass and a wall in some parts. And Sammy had to make a decision on the last lap of the race. Am I going to let this guy run me all the way down to the bottom of the racetrack, gather it back up, and go on and win? Or am I going to do what I need to do to try to win the race? And, and I think at some point they hit again and Jack kind of got sideways in front of Sammy. And Sammy said, I got to go. Jake Garcia and, and Steven Nassie are coming. And he kind of gunned it and cleared Jack off the nose of that car and went on to what he thought was going to be the win, but CRA officials had a different idea. Well, and then you'd think, okay, the, you, you see Jack Smith's 26 machine on the back of the flatbed coming back. Uh, CRA officials make the call, caught uh, Sammy Smith to the tail for his involvement, and now the rest of the story. This yeah. race is not over no, yet. No, not even close. Uh, the, instigate, the, the incident would relegate Sammy to the tail of the lead lap for the upcoming green-white checkered finish. Uh, the final two laps were Winchester-worthy, Zach, with Garcia on the restart getting into the wall in turn two, the 23 of Eddie Van Meter putting himself into the fray, and Sammy Smith would be the first to the line with Nassie and Van Meter rounding out the podium uh, a day after he had to stop, uh, after, after he had, I had to stop, and debrief Stephen Nassie following his up-and-down day. Catching up with your second-place finisher, Stephen Nassie. We stood down here one year ago, and you didn't have a smile on your face. Once again, what a day for you. But you're smiling today, and you're one spot short. Kind of take me through your day. You get laps down, you get them all back, and then at the end you get a chance to win it. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. On the inside, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm pretty beat up about it. Um, we worked so hard today, and if that race could have could have pulled through for us, it would have been uh, quite the accomplishment. But um, can't say enough about my guys. Um, you know, they worked so hard today. You know, I got some of the best guys in the business. It's just um, we need some luck, and we can't seem to find it. You know, um, I don't know. I hope something changes here soon. Uh, you know, it's tough to go on like this, put on so much effort and so much time into these races, and you know, has something as simple as a tire. You know, that you never used to have problems with, and now it's you know costing us whole races. So cost us a championship a couple weeks ago cost us a race this weekend so um, you know it's tough to swallow but not much you can do besides you know move forward and um, and try to be better if I uh, if I sit and be too upset about it you know I bring my guys down and I, I definitely don't want that um, you know I want to keep them up and and uh, you know we got a lot of races to win and uh, the season ain't over take me through that point you got to, as quickly as you got to the lead earlier in the race it seems like that when the tire issue and and you you dropped just as fast as you got there yeah, you were going the other direction yeah and I was three laps down before I knew it and um you know and I I know how it is when you have a really good car around here and you know what Sammy was kind of going through there he was just riding and you know I was doing everything I could to, to hold on and he's catching me that fast and that's that's the difference in a good car and a not good car here and I was I was real close to pulling it in on that long run because I just didn't see a caution coming and it was too far away I was afraid of blowing a tire and excuse me um you know, you wrecked the race car, you don't have nothing to work on. So, definitely didn't want that. Luckily, got a caution. Uh, we're able to come in, get the tires changed, you know, muscle back through the field. And 
I think that we showed we had a really fast car today. It just that's not all that matters at these deals, you know. Uh, I don't think you know in two years, three or four years from now, people ain't gonna remember who had the fastest car is gonna see the name on the trophy. So uh, you know, it's definitely hard to swallow, but um, you know, I'm not gonna let it bring me down. And we got some uh, some big races coming up. All American, you know, try to get some redemption. Does it help you at all? You're six months into this deal, doing it on your own. Um, you're running up front. You have chance to win races. D- does that give you? Does that make you feel a little better that you're not starting from scratch on your own? Yeah, and you know, I knew it wasn't going to be from scratch. I mean, uh, I mean, the whole base of the whole Jet Motorsports team was was really based around Chris Cater as the crew chief, and um, you know, me and him built a relationship, and their relationship dwindled away, and he wanted to come stay with me. Um, the biggest part is getting the tools, you know, trailer, pit box to the racetrack, like. Uh, all that stuff is a lot more than people think it is and having all the proper equipment spare parts and everything so um, that was the hardest part but uh, it does feel good I knew we would kind of pick up on this track and you know I got a like I said good group of guys behind me and uh, I've been a lot more hands on myself now and I feel like that's helped my driving just we can't catch a break can't catch a break with these tires and you know it's uh, it's tough but uh, you know we'll go back to the drawing board and, and try to go for the next one well you're in this one uh, we'll see you at Nashville in a couple weeks all right thank you Eddie Van Meter fought hard all day and came home third with his family-operated team, and he felt pretty happy about his performance, and I caught up with Eddie afterwards. Eddie Van Meter, man, was that a busy final 10 laugh for you? I mean, you had a whole lot going on in front of you, and then, uh, man, on that last restart, did you were you able to grasp the thought that I got a chance to win this race? Well, yeah, I've uh, been there before. Um, but uh, really, we lost power steering about 20 laps in, so uh, I had to run the high line, to, you know, so make it easier to turn. But, uh, you know, I got to thank God, thank my wife, uh, thank Lucas Oil and uh, Mav TV, all them guys for putting this show on, Charlie Winchester, uh, Van Dorn Racing, Maston and Kane Warehousing. Um, uh, that's it. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, we, I haven't been in the car in a couple years, and to come out here and run third, you know, it's great. So uh, we're happy with that, and we'll get through tech, and we'll drink some beer and, and enjoy life. And, I mean, you, this is a little different for you. I mean, you're up there with a family race team. These are some big, uh, big, big teams here that you're running against. You know, you, your family, you're running the figure eight stuff. You get, you, you, you know, very successful in that running this. Um, it, this has got to be like a win for the little guy, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you're right. You know, we we do this for fun. You know, these guys, that's what they do for a living. Um, and it shows. I mean, they're they're tough. They're the best in the business. So, um, and to come here and run good, yeah, it's absolutely a dream come true. And it's like a win for us. So, um, you know, my hat's off to the 22 car and Nasty and all of them because to stay out here and run 400 laps, it, it is tough. Tell me who all makes this possible for you. I know there's stuff, names on that car. Yeah, like I say, uh, Masson and Kane Warehousing, uh, Van Dorn Race Development. Uh, man, Butch Van Dorn, he's great. Uh, couldn't do it without him. Um, Ed Co. Welding, Beck Transport, Norton Transport, McGinnigal Race Engines. Uh, all my guys, uh, Brian Glaze, Scott Neal, uh, condolence to them. They're, they lost their mother this week, so uh, uh, sorry about that. But um, Audie Moose, Brian Glaze, uh, the White family, um, my wife most of all. Uh, she puts up with us, you know. We're racing something every weekend. Maybe not this level. You can't forget her. Yeah, can't forget her, man. She's a trooper. So definitely couldn't do it without her. Congratulations on a third place finish, Eddie. Uh, one for the little guy. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and after a team effort, Zach, to get him back on the racetrack, uh, Hunter Jack would wrap up his first Arca CRA Super Series championship. And uh, because of how they did, I caught up with Hunter and his crew chief, Jimmy Tucker, who had as much work to do with what happened with that team as Hunter did. And and I kind of debrief with those two. Well, Lucas Oil uh, Winchester 400 is in the books, and I am with your 2021 Arca CRA Super Series champion. Hunter Jack, first, um, we've talked about this all season long. You have been consistent all season long, and you had a very fast race car today, and now you're the champion. Just kind of tell me what you're going through now. Yeah, you know, honestly, I can't believe it. Uh, you know, kind of unloaded here, and we were pretty decent. And then you know, Jimmy Tucker threw the threw the setup to her, and it made it a lot better. And it, you know, we went and qualified, and, I'm, and we came in six, and it was just, you know, that blew my mind. 
Uh, and then today the car was an absolute rocket. I, you know, I can't believe I got up there and led laps in the Winchester 400. It's just awesome. And then, you know, to, to top it off with a championship, it's just it's incredible. And we've been working for, for this for years. And like you said, we've had a consistent, a good consistent year. And it, it feels good to put it all together and, and finally get get the championship. Let's talk to your crew chief, Jimmy Tucky, here for a minute. He's with us. Um, I was standing there when you made a decision to bring him down pit road the first time. Didn't look like you guys found a whole lot on that first trip. And then your heart kind of has to sink when you see that lower control arm break. And you're saying, oh, kind of take me your, through your thought process because it looked like you were really working hard all day long in your mind. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, the Winchester 400 is the best of the best whether that be in the car or on top of the pit box. I mean, anytime you're racing against, you know, Butch or Johnny Van Dorn or any of these guys up and down pit roll, the Wilson crew, and there's quite a few others, you know, it's a, it's a strategy and it's a chess game. But, uh, you know, our goal the whole year was to, to win the championship. I thought we had the race car to win the race today for sure, um, you know, and, and we played the conservative route there to uh, come down and check it out and see if we could find anything with the vibration. Um, and at that point in the race, too, we were still kind of riding, you know, making sure that we had enough of a gap on the on the Coughlin crew and um, everything was going to play out for us so we were excited to kind of just turn the wick up right there uh, and it just didn't work out but uh, great car um, you know and to be able to switch a lower control arm in a race and, and only lose you know 30 laps with the help from the, the Van Dorn guys and Brent and Tanner and all the Jack crew was uh, pretty impressive and uh, that's ultimately, I think, what, what held it together. It's an awesome bunch to work with these Van Doren guys and all the different teams that hopped in and helped, and, and that's what makes this uh, whole deal go around. Yep. Jimmy, uh, like I said, you it looked like, is this probably one of the hardest races you've worked mentally to make sure, you, you know, you're as this race goes along, you have to change your mind as you go. Oh. Uh, I mean, and you look like you were just thinking all day long. You never really had a break. That's got to be really stressful. Oh, absolutely. This is a, uh, it's a marathon week, right? You know, everybody's cars and stuff like that have already been through us till full season. Um, you know, the cars are tired. It's been a long week for everybody here with the weather that we've had, you know, being here for four or five days, um, you know, coming coming off the, the pro race at IRP for a lot of guys. I mean, you're at the racetrack, you know, six out of the last seven days. Um, it's it's tough on everything, you know. Like I said, the, the talent, not only in the race cars, but, uh, you know, on top of the pit box and the payday and, and all the things that come with this race. I mean, you're racing against uh, the best of the best, not only for the championship, but for this race. And then 400 laps at a place that's this hard on equipment is is, is the equivalent of a cup race. I mean, it, it really is with uh, driver fitness and everything that kind of comes into play with that. So yeah, your mind is always changing and, and you can have as many game plans as you want coming into this. And as soon as the green flag drops, they always seem to change, right? Right. So it's, uh, uh, it's, it's how adaptable everybody is. And Hunter did a great job today behind the wheel. And, and, you know, again, hats off to all the guys that come over and help when we were having issues and stuff like that. So truly a, a, a great team effort. Hunter, I was talking to Tanner a little while ago. I said, well, you guys got one. He goes, yeah, but I wish it was me. A um, little bit of, I mean, it make you feel good that at least, I mean, that would have been a tall task this weekend for you guys to come home with two, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but you guys got half. Does that uh, sit well with you? I mean, is, is, is that enough for you? Yeah, I mean, you know, he did a great job yesterday. I've been chasing this Super Series championship for a couple of years now, so I know how hard it can be. Um, but, you know, this was his first year in a Jags car, and he, he did great yesterday. I feel like he had it and won, you know, if something didn't happen. Um, but, you know, we were able to go out and, and beat that same – beat the one car, and that it made it a little bit better for him, and, and it was – cool for us to pull it off. All right. Season's over. You're the champion. Now you get to do this again. Tell me all the people who make put this car on the racetrack and made this possible for you. Uh, first of all, everybody that helped out this weekend, the, the Austin Tom crew, uh, Tanner, uh, Brent, my dad, uh, Jimmy Tucker, uh, everybody that came out and supported us, uh, Paul Cordray. Uh, and then I got I got to thank Jason Deach Trailer Sales for coming on board this weekend for this race. Um, obviously, Van Dorn Racing Development. I mean, this car was a rocket. They're doing really big things uh, in Michigan. Um, and then I got to thank uh, Napa MS Auto Parts, uh, Color Master, G. Scott Lauderback, uh, All Star Performance, PFC Brakes, uh, just, you know, everybody that helps out and 
and uh, it makes this program work like it has this year. I mean, it's been awesome. Congratulations, champ. Thank you. Well, uh, it's our pleasure, Rich, to now bring on one of the guys, not one of the guys, the guy, the superstar from yesterday afternoon, Rich France. Why not? Let us know who we're talking to. Yeah, Zach, what a job this 17-year-old young man did yesterday. It wasn't easy. Um, He had a lot going on. We'll get into all that. Three Arca Menard Series wins in 2021, which propelled him to the Menard Series East Championship. And now he's your 2021 Winchester 400 champion. Sammy Smith, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Thank you. Thanks for uh, having me on. I Man, 20, 24, yeah, 24 hours later, um, is it real yet? What a race. Yeah, it definitely is. You know, I've uh, been talking to Donnie a little bit, and then he was just, you know, he's telling me how, how tough it is, and he's just, how tough he's been running it for so long and, and trying. He's been close, and then, you know, I was glad to finally get him his first one, but, you know, it's, after I look at it, it's just it's uh, you know it's a tough race to win, and and you got to have a lot of things go right, and and you got to be got to play smart and, and and be aggressive too. So I felt like we did a good job with that yesterday, and you know I was glad to get the uh, Winchester 50th annual annual fifth Winchester 400 in my second start. Now, fast field, oh, 22 cars, but a very fast field. You qualified seventh. Um, did you know you – did you leave some on the track when you qualified, or did you say, hey, we're just trying to make this thing go 400 laps? No, I felt like we left a lot on. We we uh, missed it a little bit. We bottomed out really hard um, on our – felt like you're going to be our good lap and, and scrubbed some speed off a little bit. You know, I felt like you know, I wasn't too concerned because I knew we had a good race car, and it was and it was 400 laps. And I believe if, you know, you got a good car, then then you'll be at the front, and then if you don't, you, you know, obviously we won't. But – you know, I felt I wasn't too concerned about it after after qualifying, um, but you know, just uh, good job of the whole team um, working one working Sunday morning to get that car back to where we needed to be in race trim. Um, they did a good job. I want to talk about how your race unfolded. Four hundred laps. Obviously, you know that the the stuff that happens really in the first two hundred and fifty is is unconsequential for the most part. You got to set yourself up for that final hundred hundred and fifty lap excuse me, 150 laps. Um, but when we saw your teammate, when we saw Chandler have his issues, that's a turning point in the race for you for a couple of reasons. First off, I think Chandler was going to be the car to beat, and he showed that all day, working his way through the field multiple times. But second off, when your teammate has a mechanical issue like he did, does that start to wear on you and, and wonder if you're going to have the same issues with your race car? Um, No, not really. You know, I felt like it was, it's honestly hard to say because he was pushing so hard at the beginning, um, just off of what Bond was telling me in my, in my spotter, what his pace was. He was, I think at some point for a while, he was about four tenths faster than, than us. Just, you know, we weren't pushing hard. We were just trying to save our equipment. You know, our plan was to just race the track all first 300 laps and, and now try to be there for the last hundred. But, you know, I think it's kind of a, a tough call. You know, you could say he was going to be, a car to beat. I think he definitely was going to be a tough car, but I feel like, you know, he was on different strategy when he was coming through the field. You know, he would put on four tires and, you know, and then unlap himself twice. And then we would catch him again, lap him twice. So I think it's a little bit of a, a toss up, you know, you could, anyone could say he had the best car, but I felt like just off of strategies and, and tires, um, it's hard to say that, but you know, I definitely, I, I agree. He would have been a tough one to beat, but I felt like with uh, what we had in our car and, and what we were doing with our strategy um, definitely would have been hard to beat as well. You know, a pretty clean uh, 399 and a half laps for you, and obviously we're going to break down the overtime and everything that happened there at the end, but uh, not a whole lot of events happening for you over the course of, of 400 laps, really. I mean, Corey Heim gets around you. You know, you give up the lead a couple of times, but as you said, the tire cycles. Um, you guys really again for 399 and a half laps had a really relaxed winchester 400 it looked like from where i was how was it for you in the car yeah you know it was really honestly more i think just trying to keep up with the track i think because you know when those guys were passing us they were on different tire strategies and then it wasn't equal um they were they would pit and we would stay out because we had a different strategy than everybody so I think uh, that part was a little bit concerning at some points, but I knew I believed in Bob and the team that they had the right strategy to do. Um, and then especially that last, I think it was 325 to 280 or 380 when uh, I was probably 
a half a straightaway back from the leader and almost going to get lapped, um, knowing that we had a set of tires left in the, in the pits. Um, we, we thought felt like that was uh, the best move to make for, uh, for our chances to win, um, and, and definitely was. Sammy, you opened the door, so I'm going to walk through it. I talked to Stephen Nassi after the race, and, boy, they had a set of tires that just made that car ugly, and he went three laps down and still fought his way back. What did you guys do different to make sure that you could still keep your car on the lead lap and competitive and still have tires at the end? Yeah, I think uh, the the first thing is we we had a really good car. Like, even when everyone else put on tires and we didn't, like, I think sometimes the worst we would fall back to is is third and a bunch of guys behind us had tires. And and I think that's first how good our car was. Uh, um, And then I think second second off, it's just about saving. I felt like we – Bond was really – Bond and my spotter were really hard on me yesterday just to be able – knowing we we were going to try to stretch it that long on tires just to save them. You know, at the end they look they look good. They didn't they didn't have any blistered or or chunks out of them. They, they obviously tire wear is bad just because you know when you run 180 laps on right side tires, you know you're gonna have that. But you know we didn't have any issues. Um, you know I felt like Hoosier tires did a good job. Um, with you know some people had issues, some people didn't. But you know I think that's just all about um, you know I guess some some of it luck of the draw and some of it you know just. Uh, being able to manage your equipment, um, and, and I feel like we did a good job all around with all that. Now, you walked me into my next question. You, you know, you talked about, you know, not being really overly concerned with the issues that Chandler had, but you see Hosevar, Heim, Crump, Lapsovich, Hunter Jack all have issues, um, and, mo- you know, most of which put them out of the race. When you see that happening, do, does that make you try to take care of your car a little bit more, or do you sit up in the seat and say, they're almost handing this to me. Um, I mean, I personally think we had a top two car yesterday with everybody to say everybody made the race and, and, um, and finished the race. And they would have been, a, it would have been a tough battle with Chandler. But I personally think with, even with all those guys still in the race, we had a top two car. So I felt like, you know, it obviously made it a little bit easier for us to get by them. I think honestly, we passed them all before they had their issues. Um, so, I was pretty confident that we, we had them covered. Obviously, it was a long race, so a lot, a lot could happen, and they could have got better. But I, I thought we were, we were pretty, sitting pretty good with our car and, and what, we, what we had going on. So um, I guess to answer your question, I guess it, it makes me, I guess made me hungrier just to know, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to lose this one. <laughs> well, let's talk about the obvious moment in the race. Uh, white flag is waving. You're coming off a of turn two. Uh, Rich saw it from a different angle than what i saw and i caught it late uh you're battling with jack smith and uh, when i caught it uh you guys had already made contact down the back straightaway you'd been tied up for what felt like forever and then finally you get to a point where you've just got to get him off the nose of that race car and, and try to go on and hopefully not wreck yourself and go on to win the race what was it obviously everything is different from the driver's seat take me through that final lap before the caution flag waves you're setting jack up and you're coming out of turn two. What happens? Yeah, you know, I think uh, a couple laps before that, we were trying to think. We we nasty spun out. We were going to restart second, but we had a big uh, big piece of debris on the grill, and the water was was getting really hot, and, and I couldn't get it off. So we had a pit, and uh, that put us third. Uh, we were able to get by. I think the twenty three, and uh, chase down Jack. Um, and, you know, I was. And I was pretty confident that I was going to be able to get him off of two. He got really loose. And, I mean, I, I might have touched him a little bit, but he was already loose. Um, and I'm turning the wheel left, and he's chasing me down there. So, I mean, I was at his tire quarter, and, and he just stayed in it and kept coming down the track around me in the grass. And, you know, I just – I felt like you got to stay in the ground at some point, um, especially with – on the white flag for the Winchester 400. So, obviously, you know, he was upset and – and uh and all that but i don't at the end of the day i don't really see that big an issue with it because i didn't really do anything wrong i mean if i would have hooked him that would have been another thing but i mean he ran me all the way down the track and and uh i feel like took out himself and i wasn't gonna lift just because i knew if i would have lifted i would it would have been over because if you're gonna hit him in three it would have been tough um the way i was angled at 
um, likely to spin him, and then they can black flag me and I lose it. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, I think I don't think I would have took, done anything different. Um, but you know, we were able to uh, obviously caution came out, and then we we um, they were going to push to the back anyway. So we had we had to come to Pier Road and fix it up. And uh, that green and white checkered, I was just you know going to go for everything. And luckily, the thirty five overdrove the corner and just killed the wall, and I was able to turn under the twenty three and. and and bring it home for the the win. You know that last uh, with Jack Smith. I want to want to park on that for just a second. And again, I know that's not the defining moment of the race, and that's not what we want to remember. But you do get to a point. Just to take some of our fans inside the helmet, you get to a point where you're trying to allow Jack to recover, and you're trying to allow him to gather that race car back up. But as he's turned sideways in front of your nose, you also realize at some point Stephen Nassie is coming, or Jake Garcia is coming, and they're going to blow my doors off here if I don't get rid of jack and and still try to give myself a chance to win the race i mean it's kind of the last lap anything goes at that point right yeah i think uh honestly it wasn't i think they were i don't know how far they were back but i was you know i figured if i lifted i would have you know i honestly didn't even cross my mind to lift i was just you know i was inside and i feel like if that's just a a race i mean if i'm sure 50 out of the 50 guys you ask in that position would do the same thing. Um, and, and they wouldn't, they wouldn't lift either if, if someone does that to you. And I don't feel like that's right. What Jack did just, and I, I was going to try to pass him clean coming off of two. Um, like that was my biggest shot. But then when, when he got loose, I barely touched him. And then he just started chasing me down the track. And, and at that point I was already committed and I wasn't going to lift. Um, and luckily we were able to get out of the whole deal. Sammy, the fans at Winchester love their racing. Um, they're vocal, too, as Cody Coughlin found out uh, on Saturday. Uh, did that bother you when you got out of the car, or is that just part of it? Because I can't recall in the years I've been following you uh, since you've been doing this, you ever being booed. No, no, it definitely didn't bother me at all. I actually enjoyed it. Um, you know, I think uh, when, you're, <laughs> when you're doing that kind of stuff and, and being the show and, and – and doing all that, I think, uh, you know, you're doing something right. So I really didn't, didn't, didn't care too much for it. Uh, I think I honestly enjoyed it, but you know, at the end of the day I had the rifle and then that's all I cared about. You know, I go to the right track for one, one goal and that's to win. And, and, uh, we were able to, uh, complete that goal. For you, this is just another uh, feather in a really impressive season here in 2021. Uh, I had a chance to watch you dominate an Arkham Menard Series East race down at Nashville Fairground Speedway, and then to see you do what you did at Winchester this weekend. Uh, this is one of those seasons that I feel like for you, Sammy, is like, uh, man, can we do anything wrong behind the wheel of a race car? You, you guys have been really impressive this year, no matter what program you've been in. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I think uh, I, I think after I look back at it, we we actually gave up quite a bit of wins. You know, I, I think I can think of at least three or four of them that um, you know, you know, we win and lose as a team. But two, two or three of them I gave up, and then obviously uh, Pensacola we got disqualified in Tech because you know, but that's it's a team effort. But um, you know, I feel like we're definitely we're doing a better job of capitalizing and uh, closing the deals out. Um, I think with these last couple big races coming up it, it definitely gives us some momentum and, and i feel really good to go into these last three tracks i really <laughs> excuse me i really enjoy uh you know nashville governor's cup in new smyrna and then the derby i feel like we'll be we'll be competitive all three of them and hopefully we'll, we'll be able to go sweep them all sammy you make the switch from the 51 machine to the 22 is it me or uh, it just seems like you are running much better with that Donnie Wilson Motorsports team? Yeah, you know, I think uh, it was definitely a learning year for me last year. I think a learning year for me and, and also KBM, just uh, with them not having to run in their program for a while, their super program. So I think it was just uh, definitely taught me a lot. I think, you know, going into the year, I knew a lot of people probably, you know, didn't believe in me and then and all that. But I felt like, you know, I, I was able, I can, I can do it. And, uh, just wanted to go out there and just, you know, prove everybody wrong and, and, and try to go to the track every week and, uh, and win, you know, Bon Seuss and Donnie Wilson, they believed in me and, and giving me great cars every weekend and week out. And um, then obviously on the Arca side uh, with Mark and JGR and everybody over there, 
uh, doing a good job. So I think, you know, at the end of the day, it's just, I feel like I'm getting really good, better as a driver. I think I got a lot to improve still, um, behind the wheel and, and, but you know, I'm every day I'm trying to improve that on my on and off the track, uh, activity and racing. I think that's, uh, that's one of the most important things. Just got to keep working hard and outwork everybody. Sammy Smith, uh, winner of the Winchester 400 yesterday. A couple of closing questions, and then we'll let you go. Um, obviously, we know things are are pretty tight knit, but ARCA East Championship, Winchester 400. You got a, you got a chance to put on a really good run at the All American 400 coming up. Uh, this sets you up, I think, to be one of those drivers to keep an eye on for silly season here in 2022. Uh, are you excited? I know we don't want to overlook these last few races in the in the template world, but obviously when you do so well in, in the ARCA series, people start noticing and, and people start wanting you in their rides. Are you excited for the possibilities that this might open for next year? Yeah, I think so. You know, obviously my, my mindset is, is focused on Nashville, Nashville only. Uh, I think, you know, it's definitely excited for what I feel like I'm, I'm doing as a driver and, and, and creating and building my stock up. I think that's uh, definitely important to do and, I feel like we got some good things coming for next year, but, uh, you know, my eyes are, uh, focused on Nashville and I'm going to go try to get another guitar like we did in, uh, dark race. Yeah. So l- let's look in the crystal ball, Sammy, Zach and I are going to be down there as well. Um, can you grab a guitar? How are you feeling about this? You, yeah. The confidence level with the team's got to be real high right now. Yeah. You know, it's, it's high. Every time we go to the track, I, the group of guys that spawn per, puts around us and, and, uh, you know, it, it makes it really fun to go to the track and then race with those guys. Um, they're just a great group of guys and, and work really hard. And, I, you know, that's all you can ask for. Um, I think, you know, we, we raced the Super there back in, uh, I think it was May, with Arca Car, and we finished fifth. Uh, it was a 100-lap race. We started 16th, and, and there wasn't many cautions. Uh, so we had to pass quite a bit of cars, and I felt like we had a better car than we qualified Um like I kind of made a mistake in qualifying and put us back behind there and I was able to get to fifth, but I felt like we had a better car than that. So I feel good going into it. Um, you know, it's a long 300 lap race. Going to have to do the same thing like we did at Winchester. I feel like as a team, we, we learned a lot um, in what we can do to be better for those races. I think, I think we honestly, as a team, made a couple of mistakes uh, just throughout the weekend and then a little bit in the race just with a couple things. But, I felt like we, we have um, a plan to, to fix those and, and, and to solve uh, those issues. Uh, what we, you know, they're just minor issues that I feel like could, could uh, just make a little bit, make us a little bit better. But, um, you know, I think, you know, I got 110% confidence in everybody over there and, and they're going to bring me a really good car and just got to go do my job. And uh, hopefully we're in the same situation and getting a guitar and, and celebrating. Sammy Smith, hoping to be a guitar-picking, rifle-toting guy by the end of the year. And uh, I don't know, I think he's got a pretty good chance. Uh, watch for qualifying day on Saturday see how he sets himself up next weekend down in Nashville. Sammy, we appreciate making time to join us tonight. Congratulations on a big Winchester 400. We'll see you down in Nashville. Yeah, thank you, guys. Again, want to say thanks to Sammy Smith and, of course, John Sunny Beach for uh, joining us tonight on Horsepower Happenings. I love that nickname, by the way. Uh, if you're going to have a last name of Beach... You got to have that as a as a nickname. It's great. Uh, appreciate those guys coming on. And, and Rich, you're somebody who's kind of watched John, as you mentioned in his interview. What, what are your thoughts on him going to Victory Lane? I, I think it's awesome. I, you know, I'm always one. I mean, yeah, every, every all the all the top guys get all the publicity, and, and I get that. Um, you know, they're they're the ones that do this for a living, and, and that's why. But you know what? It is so great, so awesome. Um, to see someone, and and, and I think you got to believe it. I, I think you got to admit it too, Zach. I don't think if you'd have put twenty people together, they'd have picked John Beach to win that race. No, I don't um, think so either. You know, and I think it's awesome. Um, I am a huge advocate for the underdog, and I think it's good for the sport. Really, I really do. So, um, great job by John. I thought it was awesome. You know, we were talking, and we said, "What's going on this weekend? Is there any racing happening?" October 22nd through the 24th, Rich France, my man on a mission, you found something. <laughs> you found somebody doing something. In Michigan. Yeah. Can you believe it? I, Can you believe I, it? I cannot. <laughs> I thought we were done. <laughs> yeah, so 
Um, if you want to go to some racing in Michigan, this is probably pretty close to your last event. Uh, set this Saturday, October 23rd at M40 Speedway, Border Wars. The V8 cars, $800 to win for the V8s. Front wheel drives, mini stocks, mini cups, and the MCR dwarf cars will all be in action on Saturday. Uh, there is a practice session Friday night. For any, any of the drivers that want to show up, you can look up that information. But on Saturday, gates open at 1 p.m. Practice and qualifying will be at 2.30. Racing at 5 p.m. at M40 on Saturday, Zach. And I don't want to be this guy, but bring a jacket. <laughs> just, I'm just going to tell you. Second to you last. Anything? You want to go to, you want to, go to M40 for us on Saturday? Sec- I, it's a long way for me. Um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, darn. Um, bring a jacket if you're going. And um, I don't know. What's Chuck Darling doing? I'm sure he wants to go to – Chris Foby, is he going? Big Ed? Somebody's got to be – somebody wants to see one one more pavement race this year, right? I'm sure it's got to be one of those guys. You and I, I mean, we're going to Winchester and All-American. We're, we're – come on. Yeah, I'm taking a week <laughs> off before I have four. Yeah, they're, they're going to feel real bad for me having four days in Nashville, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. Hey, you know what? That's going to do it for tonight. I do want to thank John and uh, Sammy for being on the show tonight. And uh, what a good interview it was to talk with both of those guys. Appreciate that. And do want to thank you listeners for being on the show. Tell you what, please don't forget to uh, like, follow, and share everything that we're doing on Horsepower Happenings from our social media to, uh, again, the Spotify, the uh, website, horsepowerhappenings.com slash podcast, wherever you're listening to this, uh, why not share the link and let your friends know that you're tuning in with Horsepower Happenings? We'd greatly appreciate that. As we head into a slow time of the year, um, we're going to keep right on trucking. A lot of podcasts will take time off. And uh, we'll kind of call it quits toward the end of the year. We're not going to do that. We're going to keep right on going, uh, right on through the winter as we have for the past three years. We're going to continue to bring you uh, personalized interviews and updates on what's happening in and around our region all off-season long. So uh, uh, share it. Let everybody know to keep it tuned in to Horsepower Happenings. Sound like a plan? And we we don't get a break. Our boss is a slave driver. He goes, absolutely not. Absolutely not. No break. You guys didn't work hard enough through the summer. You're working through the winter. Well, I think okay. we I think we take one show off all year, right? We do 51 weeks worth of horsepower happenings episodes throughout the year, which we're happy to do. Uh, we're happy to do it. So, uh, and just, I think I think in a couple of weeks here, uh, we're going to have to do what we did last year. We're going to have to do our Monday show in a couple of weeks from Nashville Fairground Speedway. Yeah. Uh, after the All American 400, so that will be. We will be on location in a couple of weeks. Yeah, and of course, Christmas and New Year never fall on Monday, so we'll have shows around that time too. So <laughs> don't you worry. Folks, uh, that's going to wrap it up tonight. Again, thanks, John. Thanks, Sammy. Appreciate uh, Stephen and, and those guys who talked with us. Hunter, uh, who talked with us uh, at the racetrack, as well as Eddie Van Meter, uh, all making time to chat with us at the races this weekend. Appreciate those guys as well. For Rich France, my co-host for Scott Menlin, who pays the bills, I'm Zach Heiser. Thank Thank you so much for tuning in tonight to Horsepower Happenings. You've been listening to Horsepower Happenings. Catch up on past episodes by logging on to horsepowerhappenings.com. And be sure to tune in next week to keep up on what's happening.